0: Hi, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to a, well, a repeat episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. This will be show 824. It is July 4th, 2021. Happy Independence Day. Happy July 4th to everyone in the U.S. Uh, and, yeah, hope you guys are all doing well. COVID is dwindling. Hopefully you're vaccinated and, and can enjoy a, a fun 4th of July, probably better than last year's. <laughs> and that. Um, but, yeah, this week... I was going to do a little ad hoc vidcast. I still might do something maybe tomorrow or later this week, a little mini show or something like that, but I was doing a lot of work outside in the garage and stuff, so I I decided to just do a repeat, put out a repeat show. It'll be a little quicker, a little easier. Uh, This is going to be an episode that was uh, aired back on May, May of 2016. And the reason I'm using this one as a repeat for this week is it's um, the Omega Glory from TOS, which is uh, very appropriate for Independence Day. I think I released it at, on Memorial Day the last time, but I thought this would be a good one to, to, um, to re-release for this week um, and, and then just, uh, yeah, so that's the plan here. <laughs> Um, not exactly a new show. If you've listened to this one before, well, you get a, you get a week off, right? Hey, a couple other things. Um, first, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Appreciate those that donate. Uh, that is where you go to if you want to donate a dollar or two or something per month to support the podcast. You can do that. Uh, I am trying to pull up the schedule here. Uh, okay, here we go. So the, um... The plan, though, again, uh, sorry, that was patreon.com forward slash trucks and sci-fi if you want to support the show via that, to via Patreon. Thanks to everyone that does that. Uh, I'm going to try to do a guest cast next week. Uh, We'll see if I can get something going. If not, uh, I will be back with show uh, coming in July. uh, The following week, it should be the 18th. I want to do a show on like time travel shows for TV. I don't think I've done that as a is a single show before I've covered a lot of those shows, but I thought it may be fun. I love time travel. So yeah. And then, uh, the very last weekend, the 25th this month, we're going to do a Patreon chat. So that's kind of what's coming up in July. Oh, one last thing. I went to the movies out to the movies at a theater yesterday for the first time in like, since early 2019. Oh my gosh. So, so is no, no, wait, sorry. Not early 2019, early 2020. I keep doing that. Um, I want to make the pandemic longer than, than, than it was. Um, yeah, so I went to see that uh, F9 or Fast and the Furious Part 9 or Movie 9 or whatever. It was crazy, over-the-top, uh, ridiculous stuff. But, hey, you know, if you've got family, you've got everything. So I, I actually liked it quite a bit. Maybe it was just being back in the movie theater. Uh, it was a pretty uh, low-packed—I I went to see it at the— um, it's called the Emax near me super Emax or Imax basically it's a huge theater my favorite place to go to because it's not too far from the house and I'm glad to to see that they, they survived you know the pandemic and haven't gone away permanently or anything so yes my my uh back to the movies uh like back to the future. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's about it. And next weekend I'll be going again. Cause I'm going to go see black widow. Yeah. I already even got a metal popcorn bucket that they were selling them at the theater uh, for, um, for that. So uh, that's coming up or should be um, in theaters. It's weird though. The popcorn bucket said in theaters only. And, and I think Disney plus is offering it for like the premium, whatever they call it. Um, you know, There's a There's a Disney Plus, uh, whatever premiere access or something like that. I think it's like thirty bucks. I think that gets you a month uh, of it. I think is the way it works. I've never done it. I I I want to go to see it at the movies, obviously. So, all right, that's it. Um, Stay tuned. This is um, the Omega Glory Tos. Like I said, the other thing that I talk about on this, a couple other things I know I talk about on this show, um, is what I was building my little home uh, set here with the screen and stuff that you guys see behind me and vidcast. I talk about that. That was part of a kind of a Patreon push I was doing at the time. And, uh, so that's, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Happy fourth, stay safe, uh, get vaccinated. Uh, don't, don't blow your fingers up with fireworks. (laughs) Be careful. Um, they're dangerous, uh, give them the respect they deserve. So, uh, And everyone, uh, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your week. I'll I'll talk to you guys again soon. And stay tuned. Here we go with uh, this blast from not too far in the past, only five years. Uh, The Omega Glory with um, uh, a repeat show for this 4th of July, 2021.
1: Everything they've built will fall. All we have to do is stop a god. Defeat the most powerful beings on Earth. Save the world.
2: Let's go to war.
1: Good luck. X Men Apocalypse. Magneto, you know him. He's my father. What? remember my mom. They did. Yeah, no, I know.
0: Hello, greetings, folks. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Today is May 30th, 2016. This will be podcast 589. It's a day late, but it's Memorial Day weekend here in the States, in the U.S., so I have Monday off of work, and I've been doing a lot of extra things around the house, so I kind of pushed this off for a day, and recording on a Monday a little later in the day, too. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to look at uh, TOS episodes. It's going to be kind of a classic-style show. We're going to look at uh, a second season TOS episode. Which again, yes, I think I had covered, but I don't think so. I really, I looked deeply in my archives and I don't think I covered this one. So I'm going to look at the Omega Glory. Uh, This is a second season episode. It's got an interesting history behind it. And also, it's sort of appropriate for a Memorial Day weekend in a way. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to look at that episode from TOS in the, late in the second season, is when that one first aired, and talk about a few other things. Talk a little bit about uh, what I just played for you, X Men Apocalypse, the latest X Men movie directed by Brian Singer, and just came out a few days ago. I went and saw it, and I'll give you my spoiler-free review, brief review about that here on. Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Captain Kirk.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger
2: Games. We are them damn in black. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life.
1: Optimus Prime I am the
2: future of all. Resistance is futile Yes, Jedi Jedi's strength flows from the Force But beware of the dark side has got to I mean, it's not technically accurate. But it's a gold. Oh, Lord.
1: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
0: This is uh, Reach Call, and you're listening to in Sci Fi. Okay, I'm back. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoy the, again, the the opening X Men Apocalypse TV spot that I played. This is the latest in this uh well we've had three of them so far in this sort of new wave uh, of the showing the younger x-men uh going beyond the the original trilogy that was done and you know i was a i'm a big big x-men fan a big comic book fan in general but x-men between uh marvel's uh characters the funny thing about uh all the marvel movies that they've done uh, the bi- the biggest things I'm fan of is are, are actually not done by Marvel. Uh, they're the uh, in, in terms of the comic books, I mean, uh, I love the Marvel movies. The latest Captain America movie was fantastic. but I'm a big X-Men fan. I, it's one of the first comics that I ever really got into heavily along with Spider-Man. Basically X-Men and Spider-Man. Were, were some of the uh, first comics that I read, first ones I really got uh, hooked on, and uh, the, they've always been something that I've they've read and, and really been interested in, although both have had their ups and downs in recent years. I, I've not been a big fan of what Marvel's been doing with these characters that much in the past few years, but suffice that to be said, they are still some of my favorites by far, in comic book, uh, in the you know comic book world, comic book universe, uh, much more so than even uh, a lot of other comic book characters out there. So, uh, to to I and I and I've really enjoyed the movies for the most part. The third of the original uh, X Men films was, was not great at all. I mean, directed by. What was his name? Brett Ratner. Is it? <laughs> he just that movie is not good. The first two X-Men, great movies. I I really enjoy both of those, and I've enjoyed both of them in this series so far. This, this more recent c- series, the last one, of course, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, which sort of retold that that uh, classic comic book story. Uh, involving the future and Sentinels and going back in time. I mean, they changed quite a bit. But that was a great movie. I really liked that movie a lot. And so I saw X-Men Apocalypse the other night. Um, I'll have to say I enjoyed this, but I I think it's kind of the weakest of these three. I I think there's some character stuff lacking a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to down it too much. I still think it's a good time at the movies and well worth seeing if you're a fan of comic book films, X-Men, and so forth. But I I, I think there's just... this is the problem that you get into when you have a villain that's as big as Apocalypse. It's, it's very difficult. It's, it's very hard to handle that and, and still bring it kind of down to earth, so to speak. But um, but yeah, I, I, I do like a lot of the things in here. Of course, I like the uh, the actors that they bring back, uh, especially, you know, Michael Fassenbender. Is that how you say his name again? Fassenbender? Fassbender? Uh, he still is is really excellent as, as Magneto as Eric, and and he he has a lot going on in this movie, and I think it's well done, uh, very well portrayed. I think he does a great job, and uh, so does James McAvoy, again as Charles Xavier, and the other supporting Jennifer Lawrence is in this a lot, as Mystique again, of course, or uh, Raven as they call her. Do they ever call her Mystique? I guess they do. Yeah anyway um, and then you have some new uh, the, the new bad guys I I don't think they spend enough time with well apocalypse of course you see but I I think some of the other characters that they've been showing a lot in the trailers they don't they don't use them enough and show them enough really but uh, again I, I enjoyed it I, I think it's a it's still worth seeing x-men films if you like them. But I, I don't think it's as strong as the last two movies, uh, and and I think they uh, they missed some things here. Maybe the extended edition will be a little bit more interesting and impressive. Of course, Quicksilver is back, who is in the last one, and he he's he's amazing. He's excellent. There's a lot of stuff they can do with that character and humor and and fun things. And there's some serious stuff that's going on in this movie too. So. I think actually they use Quicksilver much better in these X Men movies than they did in the Avengers films, or the Avenger film, I should say. He was only in what Age of Ultron, right? Basically, I think he had a cameo in something else, right, or a, a post credit scene. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, go check it out. Uh, I I think you know one of the difficulties with this film to me is coming. Only, what, three or four weeks, whatever it's been, since Captain America came out. And that, that movie was just so great and fantastic. Th- this is having a hard, you know, a little bit of a hard reach to to live up to that. But, uh, but yeah, I would love, you know, one of the difficulties also is that these X-Men films are, are in a separate sort of world and universe now versus the Marvel universe of films. You know, they're done, done by different studios. So you you can never have the two kind of uh, overlap very much. You know, they just managed to get Spider-Man back into the Marvel fold recently. uh, And they're going to do a Spider-Man new film as well, full film. So uh, the X-Men, you know, can't really appear in the Avengers movies or in any of the other movies like Iron Man or Captain America or whatever. But uh, maybe at one point that'll happen. They'll be able to do that. I, I, I sure wouldn't put it past them. Hey, you know, all it takes is basically a bunch of guys in suits to sit down at a table and sign a deal, sign some kind of contract. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, again, still a fun movie. I love comics. I love the X-Men. So uh, I'll eat this stuff up at any, any time, but uh, definitely probably not as strong as the other ones in the, in the series. Alright, uh, well, let's see. Really kind of winding down the television season, I, I've, uh, I was a little disappointed that, that new series that I really enjoyed, Limitless, is not going to come back next year, I just heard. Although it was very um, lucky and fortunate that Supergirl, which I also enjoyed, both those two shows, two new shows, were probably my favorites of the new shows this past year, Supergirl uh, CBS dropped it but it got picked up by the CW which is owned by CBS so now all of the comic book shows the biggies I guess most of them uh, or if not all of them flash uh, we have well there's Gotham on, on uh, Fox but um, we have flash arrow DC legends of the universe and Supergirl all being on the CW and they're supposedly going to be doing a four part crossover which is going to be crazy. So, uh, but Arrow and Flash finished up for the season. You know, there are some people I read on, some people thinking uh, uh, reviewers and other people saying the Flash's second season wasn't that great compared to the first. I think it was fine. I I, I got a huge kick out of it. I thought it was great, uh, the Zoom stuff and all that. I, I think they handled pretty well. Maybe it got drawn, drung, dragged on a little too much. Uh, it, something that that really impacted the whole season. It was. Uh, really became uh, almost every episode of focused on it, especially in the last few episodes. So, uh, but um, an Arrow finished off uh, with a bang. I think I, I, I love that show still, and uh, uh, Grimm, which isn't a comic show, also ended with a big, a big episode or two-hour season finale. That'll be back actually next year. Most most of these shows all got renewed. There's not really much that got canceled that really bugged me that much. Limitless is probably the biggie that got canceled that, that, uh, I'm disappointed that that's not going to be back. Cause I really think it was a unique show. I think the characters were, were great. The actor playing, uh, Brian on the show, uh, I can't remember that guy's name, something Dormer, Jeff, Jack Dormer, J, Jeff Dormer, something like that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I, and Jennifer Carpenter, uh, was on that show who also used to be on Dexter, who I'm a big fan of her. So I'm really sad that's not going to be back. Uh, maybe someone will pick it up. Maybe it'll show up on Netflix or something. Uh, also, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before, but I finished season two of Daredevil uh, on Netflix, which uh, which is great. And uh, I'm deep into uh, this season of Game of Thrones. Uh, there's some summer stuff that I'm watching uh, that uh, I'm just trying to keep up on, like 12 Monkeys on the sci-fi channel and, and a couple of other things so uh stitchers also which is still a fun show i'm watching as well so um yeah tv uh the other thing i wanted to mention at this point, and then we'll get into the mega omega glory uh episode of star trek is i've started the second phase of my little set production or set uh, construction here uh via uh the funds that i've gotten from patreon patreon.com Forward slash trex and sci-fi if you want to donate to the podcast help support this project and hosting fees and equipment you know everything related to uh, doing video casts and podcasts for you each week uh, i started the upper screen portion There are some pictures up on the Facebook uh, Trucks and Sci-Fi group. Started it yesterday. Got a lot done yesterday, really. I did a little bit more today, kind of taking a break, doing the podcast, then a couple other things. But it's going well. And uh, if you want to see those photos... I put them up on the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group. Uh, Also, they're on the Patreon site as well. Some pictures there. Patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi is a place, you know, you can just donate a dollar to a month. Uh, You know, whatever whatever you can is is very much appreciated. Also, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention here related to Star Trek. Well, a couple things. Um, One is there's a new Star Trek Continues fan film out, uh, which is... uh, which is really good. I think it has a nice message to it. Just go to Star Trek Continues. I think that's their full URL, StarTrekContinues.com, or just search for Star Trek Continues on YouTube. I Actually, I think they put up their episodes at first on Vimeo, just like I put up videos on Vimeo.com. So you can find them there. Or if you're a Facebook user, you can just search for Star Trek Continues on Facebook and, and check it out. It's, it's you know, these the, this team is doing such a great job of continuing... The look and the feel and the style of the original series episodes—something uh, we may never see again, or or whatever. Although there, you know, there are all kinds of rumors about what this new Star Trek series is going to entail. You know, what era they're going to be in, what kind of crew, what kind of characters. So we'll see on that. Uh, but but yeah, so I enjoyed watching that latest episode from Star Trek Continues. There's some, you know, there's been a lot of fan film. Brouhaha in recent months, you know Paramount suing that our production. Now it looks like they're dropping it, which I talked about a little bit last week. Uh, and and it looks like maybe Star Trek New Voyages or Star Trek Phase Two, James Collie's uh, fan film production that's been around a long time, doing great work. It looks like they may be not doing anymore, really their own choice. You know they didn't get shut down by Paramount, but I think James Collie is getting kind of fed up with all the all the legalities and difficulties that have been going on. Although it looks like Paramount is really trying to finally kind of bury the hatchet and, and, and make some kind of an arrangement with the Axenar people and anybody else who wants to do fan films. It looks like there'll be a way to do them. So we'll see. We'll see how things go. All right. I should get into the Omega Glory right now. So let me play the first clip. I've got about six or seven clips. I'm not doing a full episode playback uh, back. Of this uh, episode, but this is from uh, TOS. This is from season two of the series. It's actually near the end of season two, Uh, and it is uh, the 55th of 80 episodes produced for TOS. It first aired on March 1st, 1968. The remastered version aired on June 30th, 2007, for the first time. Again, this is late in season two called the Omega Glory. Written by Gene Roddenberry, basically. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. And directed by Vincent McEvity. So um, here you go with the first clip, the opening kind of sequence to uh, The Omega
1: Glory. All next report ready, sir. Long range sensor scan, Mr. Sulu. It's the USS Exeter, sir. Try to contact her, Lieutenant.
2: Aye, sir.
1: The Exeter. She was patrolling in this area six months ago. I hadn't heard of any trouble. Receiving no response to our signal, sir. The sensors indicate no damage to the vessel, Captain. Let's see. Magnification factor three, Mr. Sulu. Hold our position out here, Mr. Sulu. Lieutenant, I have Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Lieutenant Galway report to the transporter room. to will board and investigate. We are locked onto the Exeter's engineering section. Lasers on heavy stuff.
0: Energize.
1: just the uniforms left as if they were in them when exactly
2: when what
0: okay this episode uh, the omega glory uh, of uh, the second season of star trek it's got a, a really interesting history i think a little bit and uh, we're talking about um it, it's it's a real um, I think it's a good story it's it's not one of my favorite Star Trek episodes but I I, I think there's a, some really cool things going on in this one and I'm a big fan of the ending especially which we'll talk about later on uh, the uh, couple things that are really interesting about this so this is a, a comes from a gene Roddenberry a story he had he had the basics of this story that he wanted to do one of the very interesting things about to me about this episode is You know, uh, people who know Star Trek, especially the original series, are well aware that there was a pilot created called The Cage with Jeffrey Hunter as the captain, you know, Captain Pike, that was originally rejected by the network, and later a second pilot was made, which is, you know, was very unheard of at the time for television. You know, usually there's a pilot, here's your shot. If you don't make it, then, you you know, you're gone, you're done. But, you know, the network really wanted to do a space-type show. They believed in Roddenberry so they gave him a shot at another pilot. The interesting thing about the Omega Glory and why this is pertinent to this episode is that there were three other stories uh, or scripts or ideas for episodes to do for that second pilot. One of them was of course Where No Man Has Gone Before which was what the one they they did film with Gary Mitchell and all that. One was the Omega Glory and one was Mud's Women. Now <laughs> most people most trek fans would would pretty much out of those three the the biggest probably concept episode the most interesting the probably the best episode of those by far is where no man has gone before. Uh, I'm not sure if that's partly due to the fact that it was the second pilot that they did pick. I don't think so. I think you can look past that. But it has a, a very interesting uh, concept to me, that episode of someone who almost gets godlike powers and how the Enterprise and crew deals with them and how they react to it as well. And, uh, of course, you've got the wrench friendship between Gary Mitchell and Kirk. Again, a, fan, a really great episode, and it, it's very easy to me to see why this one wasn't picked. The... The basics of this episode is, is a parallel uh, planet out there, or a parallel Earth in a way that has a similar culture to Earth, uh, but with some interesting differences, and it, it all kind of centers around you know two um, warring factions uh, on this planet and, and how they deal with each other and how uh, one starship captain kind of messes things up, um, Captain Ron Tracy. But the first thing that happens is they discover the Exeter, this other starship in orbit, and uh, there's uh, a group of them, four of them, beam over to that ship. Uh, it's Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and and another uh, a red shirt guy, Galloway, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, and they go over to that ship and they realize that. Uh, well, they listen to this uh, next clip that I'm going to play for you. That uh, tells them there's a, some kind of a disease that the that was brought back to the ship from the planet, and it, it, it nearly or basically wipes out all the people on the Exeter, except for uh, good old Captain Tracy who who stayed behind who stayed behind on the planet. But here is a uh, medical officer. I think it's the chief medical officer's log of the Exeter that they find this log entry and play it, which they're fortunate to play before they beam back to the Enterprise. So they play this, and it's one of the few times you see another um, chief medical officer's log from another starship that they run into. Uh, you know, the, the Enterprise during the original series runs into a, a you know a handful of other starships out there, and most of them have been either destroyed or the crews all dead. Uh, it's it's one of the main reasons why the Enterprise is one of the very few starships that that actually completed its five-year mission. Uh, that, that, you know, so many of the other ships just didn't make it. So, uh, but uh, I probably should give you maybe, well, let me play this clip from the the officer, chief medical officer's log of the Exeter, and then I'll come back and give you a little bit more history on the, the background of the story and the script for this episode.
2: The analysis of this so far is potassium 35%, carbon 18%, phosphorus 1.0, calcium 1.5. Jim, the crew didn't leave. They're still here. What do you mean? These white crystals, that's what's left to the human body when you take the water away, which makes up 96% of our bodies. Without water, we're all just three or four pounds of chemicals. Something crystallized them down to this. I have their surgeon's log, Captain. The last log entry, Captain. On screen. If if you've come aboard this ship. You're dead, men. Don't go back to your own ship. You have one chance. Get down there. Get down there fast. Captain Tracy.
1: prepare to beam down to the planet's surface fast
0: all right so there's the log from the chief medical officer uh, of the exeter So the history of this story, like I said earlier, was was a, it was a possibility this was going to be a, one of the second pilot episodes. So the the script, the original, original script goes back in time to the early days uh, before any Star Trek really was created back into 1965, or at least after the uh, first pilot, I should say. Roddenberry took a crack at the script several times, got uh, most of the people like... Uh, Bob Justman and, and others, you know, really did not like it. And, and even Roddenberry himself wasn't probably super happy with the story and the script. He had this idea that of a parallel earth out there where the US and, and Communist China were kind of at war with each other. You have the, uh, the two warring factions in this episode, the the Coombs and the, the Yangs uh, going at each other uh, and fighting for for a long time the they brought in a couple of uh, other writers when the when the story kind of got or the script got dusted off to be made into an episode for the second season near the end of it. Uh, a husband, and wife duo of Les and Tina Pine were brought in to try to fix the Roddenberry's teleplay and it just didn't still meet the standards of the producers and Roddenberry also. He took it upon himself to to rewrite the script even further. He needed about four or so other drafts, and eventually got to the point where they decided to make it. Uh, one of the difficulties with this episode, or one of the problems, was, was the location stuff, and it, it turned into it made the episode a little bit more expensive than typical. It's not a ship show only, uh, so so they you know this was going to cost them a little bit more to make. I think the episode, though the, they do use. Uh, the location well it it works for the episode there's some great fight scenes in this with kirk and uh, kirk and a couple different people uh captain tracy and and the uh the you know one of the bad or the the the, one of the big leader guys of the other group uh he fights as well and anyway uh of the yang so so uh there are some scenes uh that uh made this episode go a little long too they they took an extra day to film this episode but i'm probably getting a little ahead of myself let's play probably another clip at this point um since i've covered this story we did the uh, the captain the captain or the sorry chief medical officer's log so uh, the the landing party beams back beams down to the planet and they run into um the captain of the exeter which they were a little surprised to meet up with they they meet up with captain ron tracy who kirk kirk and um seems to know a little bit uh, you know i always get this idea that that at uh, you know federation at starfleet headquarters or something uh not federation but starfleet headquarters that there's this you know captain's lounge where all these guys occasionally just meet up and and you know rub shoulders and and talk over their their latest missions and things like that because it seems like all the captains i remember the episode like the ultimate computer uh it's uh all the all the captains of the ship seem to kind of know each other pretty well or at least enough and, and they can recognize each other and that uh and, and that makes sense it's not a huge group of ships and it's not a huge amount of captains out there of those starships at this point in time so it would make sense that they would know each other. I think. Uh, I think that's even true of modern uh, naval, uh, you know, ships and and that. So, uh, but uh, when they go down the planet, they get a little bit of a surprise and see uh, Captain Tracy there.
2: With the Yang. That's Ron Tracy. Ron. I knew someone would come looking for us. I'm just sorry it had to be you, Jim. I'm glad your arrival stopped this. No more of this, Wu. Lock up the savages.
1: They carry fireboxes.
2: I said lock up the savages. The prisoners are called Yangs. Impossible even to communicate with. Hordes of them out there. They'll attack anything that moves. Interesting that the villagers know about phasers. You were left alone down here, Ron. What happened? Our scanners reveal this planet is perfectly harmless. The villagers, the combs here, were friendly enough once they got over the shock of my white skin. As you've seen, we resemble the Yangs, the savages. My landing party transported back to the ship. I stayed down here to arrange for the planet survey with the village elders. The next thing I knew, the ship was calling me. The landing party had taken an unknown disease back. My crew, Jim. My entire crew gone. Yes, I know we saw it. And I'm just as infected as they were. As you are. But I stayed alive because I stayed down here. There's some natural immunization that protects everyone on the planet's surface. I don't know what it is. Lucky we found that log report. If we'd gone back to the Enterprise... You'd be dying by now, along with the rest of the Enterprise crew. You'll stay alive only as long as you stay here. None of us will ever leave this planet.
0: So uh, Captain Tracy here is played by Morgan Woodward, who was also in the <laughs> the first uh, season of Star Trek, which is it's a little weird, you know, in a way when they do that, you know, it's like are there no other actors around? I always thought this was a little odd to me, but um, the uh, the episode uh, Morgan Woodward, who was a, was a great character actor at the time uh, the guy's still alive. He's like 90 years old now, literally 90, I think, uh, 91. And, uh, he played, uh, Simon Van Gelder, uh, in the original, uh, the first season, original series, first season episode, Dagger of the Mind. And then he plays Captain, uh, Ron Tracy here, both kind of fanatical, crazy kind of guys. So, uh, so it's it it makes sense I guess in in a bit uh, but uh, I think he works okay and it plays uh you know pretty good for these roles that he does you know as far as um they're they're different characters and I don't think it really matters that much that they're the same actor playing them uh, if for some reason that turned out I was looking in uh, Mark Cushman's season two TOS book to figure out if there was a reason like they they you know sometimes they've had to hire guys or get actors when something's like fallen through at the last minute like maybe they had somebody else picked out for uh for the uh Captain Ron Tracy thing here in this episode uh The Omega Glory maybe there was another actor picked but I I didn't see any reference to that, that there was any other um any other actor picked actually uh, Morgan Woodward his full name is Thomas Morgan Woodward uh and he's he's done a ton of stuff in television he's retired now of course but uh, but, uh, but yeah, he does a good job as captain Tracy. Uh, you know, captain Tracy is, is the sole survivor of his, uh, of his crew. He's like, he's like, um, you know, other, <laughs> these, these captains seem to survive crews being wiped out, but the, you know, the crews get wiped out and the captains, I thought always, I always I supposed to be the captain goes down with his ship. But, um, anyway, um, let us see. So I guess we'll play another clip here. So Tracy, he's, he's down there, you know, the Kirk and and Spock and McCoy, especially really are suspicious of him a little bit. He's waving his phaser around, uh, he seems to have kind of made himself at home, almost made himself as a, as a leader to some of these people, uh, that he's dealing with. So, uh, you know, the Coombs and, uh, anyway, he, um, he he he's obviously they learn pretty quickly he's violating the prime directive just left and right i mean he he has not tried to, to maintain a an air of secrecy about himself and he is um you know he's just straight out there blasting people with his phaser all over the place one of the cool things i love about this episode and i love the original series of as everyone knows but the uniform here, you know, the the original uh, idea in TOS was each starship had their own insignia. You know, later on in the movies and other shows, they all went to the sort of Delta Shield kind of, you know, A-shaped uh, insignia on the uniforms. But here uh, for the Exeter, uh, for Captain Tracy and the other uniforms they, they find lying about. Oh, I, I should mention that in a second, too, about what they saw in the Exeter when they were there everyone's basically lost all their water and are just a pile of chemicals there's a little actually error in the in that scene where they describe how much water the human body holds i think mccoy says it's something like 96 uh or percent or something we're 96 percent water and it's not not that high we're like about 65 70 somewhere in there i think uh but not 96 or <laughs> whatever um but um but they all have these different insignias because they're the exeter crew has a different insignia on their uniform it's kind of a long rectangle shape thing uh which is cool uh, and you saw the same thing uh in the doomsday machine and you know in any other show that they've shown different starships they've all had different insignias in tos yeah i was kind of a, a trend i wish they had continued in other trek you know that they they got away from using one one insignia for everyone or, or you know, be be neat if they would expand on that. Maybe, maybe if we get a um, anthology series like they're talking about for the 2017 truck series, and they they go back to the time of maybe just a little past TOS. Maybe we'll see that again. Who knows? Um, but um, okay, so back to Tracy or Captain Ronald Tracy. Uh, he uh, he shows up, and then the next time we or the next clip that I've got for you. He kind of takes over, and he pops in, and, and Galloway has gotten hurt, the redshirt's gotten hurt, and and Tracy kills him, basically just vaporizes him with his phaser, and he, he's he's pretty crazy looking. And uh, I'll I'll play uh, this next uh, next clip for you with uh, crazy crazy Tracy. Enterprise, come in.
2: Enterprise
1: bridge, Lieutenant Uhura.
2: Captain Tracy of the Exeter.
1: Yes, sir. Captain Kirk informed us earlier you had survived.
2: I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Your captain in a landing party must have beamed down too late for full immunization. They've been found unconscious, but I'm doing everything I can for them now.
1: Sir, this is Lieutenant Sulu in temporary command of the Enterprise. Our whole medical staff will volunteer to beam
2: down. There's no point in risking more lives, Lieutenant, since I've acquired some immunity. Perhaps the other... Sulu! (laughs) Next word, kill him. Repeat your message. Come in, landing party.
1: Repeat your message.
2: I'm sorry, lieutenants, your captain's feverish, quite delirious.
1: I understand, sir. When he regains consciousness, assure him that we have no problems here.
2: I'll contact you later, let you know of any future needs. Landing
1: party out.
0: Yeah, so there you go with uh crazy Captain Tracy. And Spock gets hurt there a little bit too, but he, he and they kind of brush that off. McCoy says something like I, he needs proper medical attention and uh and, and he never really get, gets it for a while. Uh you know, he gets blasted by the phaser um when when Tracy he zaps a piece of equipment they're trying to signal the Enterprise with um So so Tracy and 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 uh Kirk kind of Square off a little bit. There's a little bit of a fight. A couple things happen. There's a scene where uh, where Kirk, uh, you know, is is being told by Tracy to have some phasers sent down uh, with extra power packs. First time actually, uh, phasers and power packs are mentioned separately like this. Uh, that Tracy, uh, you know, they're 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 trying to um, he's trying to get a bunch more weapons to basically uh, fight the Yangs. So so Tracy's trying to get this uh, Kirk to have him, you know, the Enterprise beam this stuff down, but he won't do it. So eventually uh, Kirk gets tossed in a jail cell with the leader of the Yangs, uh, Cloud William. He is um, he's kind of a chief of of those people. And, and he's played by, uh, what's this guy's name again? I forget. Uh, let me look real quick. Roy Jensen, another actor that was, uh, he played a lot of bad guys on on television shows back in that era, uh, a big guy. And, uh, both he and Morgan Woodward are both pretty big guys and Kirk has to fight both of them in this episode at different times. But Kirk is thrown in that cell and he's fighting a little bit with that guy. And eventually they stop, and Kirk uh, starts talking to Spock who's in another cell nearby and uh, Kirk mentions this word freedom and it kind of perks up uh, Claude Williams his ears and he's like freedom why do you speak this holy word freedom and <laughs> it's uh, it's good and you know it's a part of the uh, it's a part of the the pitch of this episode is is the the idea of freedom and people being free, and, and uh, how we lead to the end of this episode with the, uh, you know, the the holy words being spoken by Kirk and all. Again, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, so let me play this clip for you with with uh, Cloud William uh, talking to Kirk and saying, "Kirk, do not
1: speak the holy words." Keep working out the window. If we're ever going to regain our freedom. Freedom.
2: Yes, as i heard captain that is a worship word yang worship
1: you will not speak it well 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 it is our worship word too you live with the combs am i not now a prisoner of the combs as you are
0: So, uh, so that that happens, and then uh, a little bit more time goes by, and there, you know, McCoy's been doing some investigating of this disease that they all got, or this this bug from the planet, uh, or well, they got they got it actually from the, the the Exeter ship, and it turns out what what McCoy learns, he learns a couple of things. First, one of the one of the part of the th- the themes of this episode is this sort of fountain of youth idea of E immortality, not more, immortality and that, that the uh, the people on the planet live like hundreds of years and and Tracy thinks there's some kind of something special about the planet. Uh, maybe the, something in the air or the water or the food or whatever it is, but it's making people live longer. and McCoy learns that that's not true. McCoy learns it's basically just like evolution or genetics at play here and that the people of the planet have just slowly evolved to to that point to, uh, to be able to live much longer lives than, than humans do. And there's nothing, there's no way for human, you know, the people that visit there, like Tracy's down there and Kirk and the rest of them, they can't like get that ability. You know, it's not something they're capable of, um, the, um, the other thing that McCoy also learns, the bigger probably thing that he learns in a way, is that this, um, this thing that, that killed the Exeter's crew, whatever they bug they brought up from the planet, uh, being staying down on the planet for a period of time, a few days or whatever, it's made them immune to that illness or that that whatever it is that turns everyone and sucks all their water out <laughs> and turns you into a pile of chemicals uh, so basically after you're on the planet for a few days you're naturally immune to that problem and, you, and they could all go back up to the enterprise or leave the planet and and tracy's been there for a long time and, and you know he didn't he never knew this because there's he he's not a doctor or he had no way to study this so uh so things sort of get solved there, and it gets, you know, Tracy is being, you know, is told here in this next clip that there is no immortality, and, and you know, you can leave, and, and you know, and he, he doesn't seem to really like that. He'd rather just stay there and fight. So um, listen to this. Uh On the tribes.
2: The Yangs must be warned. They sacrificed hundreds just to draw us out in the open. And then they came, and they came. We trained four of our phasers and they still came. We killed thousands and they still came. He'll live, but I'll have to get him to better facilities than this. Impossible! You can't
1: carry the disease up to the ship with you.
2: He's fully immunized now. We all
1: are. We can beam up at any time. Any of us. You've isolated the serum. (laughs) There's no serum! There's no miracles!
2: There's no immortality here! All this is for nothing! Explain it to him, Doctor! Leave medicine to medical men, Captain. You found no fountain of youth here. People live longer here now because it's natural for them to.
1: Outside. Or I'll burn down both your friends now. Do what you can for him, Doctor.
0: All right, so there you have that, um, and then the story moves along. Eventually, though, Tracy and then landing party get captured. Um, the Yang prisoner, Claude William, they get taken to the to their little, you know, place. Let's just call it uh, where they have. They bring in a Cloud Or Claude William has a. Um, he badly mangles the pledge of allegiance uh, to the to the flag. The uh, they bring in a U.S. flag uh, again. a pretty big parallel on this planet uh, to the united states and and earth uh, so uh you know there it's pretty it's a little you know far-fetched i mean they could have made the flag look a little different you know rather than a real u.s flag would have probably been one little thing they could have done maybe to make it not look you know so flat out uh, whatever but uh, i mean there's a point being point going on here uh there's a next clip that i'm going to play for you is, is that um Captain Tracy tries to make a point out of saying Spock is like the devil. And, you know, they point to his appearance and there's this weird little painting in one of their holy books about Spock and, and Tracy mentions the guy, you know, that Spock has no heart. And well, here's the, here's the clip, but you know, it's, he's praying or playing on the fact that, that Spock is a Vulcan. and looks different and that he's, he's playing on the superstitions of the Yangs and that they'll, uh, they'll think that kirk is like a bad guy or the devil uh, in disguise uh, with with spock there by his side so listen to this clip
1: you tried to kill me we're not gods we're not evil ones we're men like yourselves would a man know your holy
2: words Could
1: a man use them to trick you
2: see his servant his face his eyes his ears Do the Yang legends describe the servant of the evil one?
1: of you is good and which of you is evil you command him everyone's seen that
2: you want more proof he has no heart his heart is different eternal organs of a Vulcan are beam.
0: so um eventually they they're um Tracy, Captain Tracy and Kirk are forced to, um, to fight, uh, because the, you know, good will always triumph over evil. And, uh, I think that's what Cloud Williams says. And, and McCoy makes a comment that I like is that, uh, <laughs> evil does, you know, you uh, wins a lot of time unless, unless good is very, very careful. So Kirk and, and uh, and Tracy are forced to, to battle out. And, Of course, Tracy is kind of, uh, he he kind of fights dirty and it eventually gets Kirk in a bad couple of bad places. And Spock, uh, at one point in this, um, he uses a little telepathy to help, uh, this, um, this mate of, uh, Cloud Williams, Syrah is her name, to, uh, contact the enterprise, uh, open up one of the communicators that is sitting there and just opens up the channel and, and Sulu and a landing team beam down and kind of break up the fight. And at this point, uh, this leads to the sort of end of this episode, which uh, Kirk, uh, they have these holy, they call them holy writings and holy words. And uh, what it is, it's basically a copy of the Constitution of the United States that starts out, we the people. And 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 I think one of the greatest things to me, especially if, as somebody who lives in the U.S., and yeah, it's a little U.S.-centric to a degree, but it, that's not, one of the problems that I think about this episode is that that's not really the point here. Uh, I, I think the point this episode is trying to, to make is, is that, uh, you know, freedom for all people of, of this planet. And I think that's a good thing. And it's not just restricted really to the United States, but they use these, you know, things from the U.S., the flag and the constitution to to bring it home, I guess. Uh, a little heavy-handed perhaps, but I like the message. And, and and Shatner really, I think, you know, people always say things about the way Shatner gives a performance or that he kind of hams it up and, and the way he, you know, even his speech patterns and all. But if anything, this guy is completely suited to reciting the Constitution of the United States. I, I mean, I would just listen to that because this is a pretty great speech that he gives here using, using the Constitution and making a point and the music and everything is it's a really great scene and a great part of the episode so this clip is a little long it's uh, two or three minutes long and this kind of ends the episode but i think it's important and it's and it's really the crux of the whole story that that kirk's trying to fix what tracy's kind of messed up here in a way and also yeah he's twisting the prime directive a little bit and he's trying to bring the the combs and the and the yangs together and 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 saying that these words uh, about freedom and and the people and, and, and people coming together and working together are, are meant for everyone, not just for the Yangs, for example. So uh, it's a good it's a good theme and a good idea, and, and it's well done, and and I like it at least. So here is the last uh, clip from the Omega Glory, and Shatner at his uh, at his, you know giving a, a great a rendition of <laughs> of the Constitution or the start of the Constitution and making a, a good point to the to the uh, people there.
2: No, no. Only the eyes of a chief may see the E. This
1: was not written for chiefs.
2: Hear me. No. Hear
1: this? Among no. my people, we carry many such words as this from many lands, many worlds. Many are equally good and are as well respected. But wherever we have gone, no words have said this thing of importance in quite this way. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before or since, tall words proudly saying, we the people, that what you call Eid Plebnista was not written for the chiefs or the kings or the warriors or the rich or the powerful, but for all the people down the centuries you have slurred the meaning out of the words we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union establish justice ensure domestic tranquility provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and dis- Establish this constitution. These words and the words that follow were not written only for the Yangs, but for the Koms as well. The KOms? They must apply to everyone or they mean nothing. Do you understand?
2: I do not fully understand. One named Kirk. But the holy words will be obeyed. I swear it no question about his guilt captain but does our involvement
1: here also constitute a violation of the prime Directive? we merely show them the meaning of what they were fighting for liberty and freedom have to be more than just words Gentlemen, the fighting is over here. I suggest we leave them to discover their history and their liberty.
0: Yeah, that's it's really, really well done at the end of this episode. And uh, again, this isn't not not necessarily maybe Star Trek's finest, but I, I think this this episode sometimes gets a bad rap. As a kid growing up, watching these reruns over and over uh, again, I will admit and say that the the Omega Glory is not one episode that I I like. Uh, you know, that would have been one I could easily miss if it was on for the twentieth millionth time. Uh, but but now as as I'm a little older, just a little older, uh, <laughs> I can appreciate it more. I can appreciate what it's trying to do. You know, Roddenberry was a was a very patriotic kind of guy. He served served in the military. He was a cop. He was an airline pilot. Uh, and and it, it, you know this 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 the idea of the United States and and what that you know freedom uh, that we try to have here. I guess you could say is you know, was very important to him and, 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 you know, did they overuse this idea of very parallel earths out there? Yeah, probably. Uh, but, uh, but I, I think it's an interesting episode and and I think it deserves a little more attention, a little more maybe accolades than it gets. He actually, uh, Roddenberry submitted this episode for, I think an Emmy award, uh, or the story for it, or something like that, is what I read here a little while ago, but while I was prepping for this podcast. And again, I think there's some great stuff going on. I think it's, it's, there's some great action, some, some good fights. Uh, Morgan Woodward, I know that last fight with Kirk and, and uh, William Shatner, and Morgan Woodward fighting. Uh, Morgan Woodward did all of his own stunt work there. Actually, William Shatner used a, used a double for some of his scenes, although he he's pretty good. I mean, most of the episodes, it's pretty easy to tell when they slip in a double. I've noticed, I think, even with the enhanced uh, HD versions of TOS, it's even more easy to, to spot a double for Kirk than it used to be. Uh, but, uh, but he does a lot of his own stunts. And, you know, you do that flying Kirk, Kirk kick, too many times and that gets, you know, wears out your body a little. So you got to be careful. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, this story of the Yangs and the Coombs and, uh, uh or, uh, the Yankees and, and the communists, uh, is, is again, I, I think a, a cool idea. I, I love that last speech by Kirk. I, I could, I could listen to that all day. Like I said, uh, but, um, yeah. So the Omega glory from season two of TOS. Hope you enjoyed that little Brief look at it, and uh, again, I, I highly recommend the Mark Cushman TOS. These are the Voyages books. If you want to read more up on any TOS episode, those are fantastic. Uh, you can order them online. I think they're all on Amazon for one for each season. Uh, along with there's a picture only book out too as well now, which I didn't I didn't pick that up yet. I got to do that. So uh. all right, I'm going to take a short break. And I will come back in a few moments to talk about a couple other things, some recent, actually, other books I've been reading or listening to, and a little bit more. Talk to you again soon. This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager, saying hello to all the listeners of Treks in Sci-Fi. Okay. A few things, uh, that I wanted to talk about here towards the end of the podcast. I got to get out the, work out the upcoming schedule for the show for June. I can tell you a few things. Uh, one next week, a week from now, I will do a podcast, I think next weekend, because in two weeks my older son, Steven is getting married in two weekends, only two weeks away. Wow. (laughs) So I'm going to skip that week completely. No guest spot, no me, no nothing. So, uh, and then I think I'll come back after that a week later and do another show. And then we'll uh, we'll do a guest spot after that and so forth. I'm not getting as many people uh, for guest podcasts. So if you have an inkling and you want to do a guest spot, uh, it's very easy. Uh, just let me know what kind of subject, what, what you'd like to talk about. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Uh, and I, I'd love to get more people talking about books and music and things like that, other related to geeky topics or geek subjects uh related you know beyond trek star wars and what i talk about a lot and you can always email me treksf at gmail.com and let me know about that kind of thing and let me know what uh, you might be wanting to do a guest spot on we may eventually go to just me doing a show every other week period with with skip weeks with nothing you know just two shows a month or something but i am going to be expanding uh when i get the set finished completely to doing a. Uh, my idea is to do a short video show a couple of times a week uh, as a sort of a supplement to Treks in sci-fi. I have a couple of uh, URL ideas that I've been uh, playing around with, and, and, and but it's going to be very short, two or three minutes long, maybe about three. I, I don't know if I can do a two-minute show, uh, maybe four minutes. Probably, let's just say this, under five minutes a couple of times a week to talk about a, a, a geeky topic, uh, but I'll, I'll talk more about that in the future. I'm shooting for maybe midsummer to get that rolling. Well, once I have the set finished, um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, I want to mention a book here. I, I've just started. Uh, I don't do audio books that much. I haven't really. Uh, I find reading. You know, I'd rather read a book than than listen to the to the spoken whatever. I, but I've done some in recent months. I've listened to a few books and, and I'm starting to get to like it a bit more. I do have a very long drive to work each day and back. so it's. Uh, and I've tried audiobooks in the car before and, and, I, and I found them a little distracting, but I I've, I think it's my current drive seems to be I'm able to do it, I guess. I'm re- reading, listening, I should say, listening to an audiobook now called Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson, uh, which is sort of a A comic book tale about a bunch of people with powers and and people going bad with the powers and i don't want to say too much but it's really good very very uh it's like a page turner or an audio listening turner whatever that means or i want to keep listening actually i haven't listened to it in a couple of days anymore since i've i've been at home this long weekend uh but i I just wanted to mention steelheart by uh, brandon sanderson it's the first of a trilogy i think Uh, And it's comic book sort of based with people with superpowers. So, uh, but a very, very good book so far. And I I highly recommend it, even though I haven't finished it. I don't know, maybe I'm about halfway through something like that. Um, I've done some other ones. I I listened to that Star Wars book, Lost Stars. Uh, I liked it, uh, although I thought it went on a little long. I thought it was a little lengthy, more than I thought it should be. Um, but, uh, But a good book and well done. So what else do we want to talk about? Uh, a little bit about comics. Uh, the the last uh, uh, Wednesday was the start of the DC comic book rebirth launch. You know, DC and Marvel constantly kind of re- restart their comics. DC is going through a big rebirth now. I got the comic the other day, but I didn't read it yet. Uh, mostly because at the beginning of it, it says you're supposed to read uh, a, a recent Justice League book and a recent Superman book. Although the weird thing about the Superman book is, I don't think it was it was out yet. I think it comes out either this week or maybe it came out. Maybe it's not out. I don't know. I've got to find out. i got to look on com- Comixology or something like that. But the first page starts off with this DC Rebirth. It's like, make sure you've read Justice League. I did read Justice League because I get that one. Um, and then the last Superman book, before you read Rebirth. And, I, and I'm sure I could probably get by without doing that, but I, I kind of wanted to read both of those first. To, before i read the rebirth one um so so comics are um you know they have this uh this idea every four or five years they got to restart everything and marvel's doing a civil war 2 book right now of course because they just did a civil war movie so they're not doing and i read the first or zero issue of that one which was pretty good i thought but uh All right, I think that should do it for now, for this week, Uh, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, You can always, again, check out uh, my music video stuff. I put some stuff up for Motor City Comic Con over on vimeo.com forward slash Trekkie. And also, oh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm trying to post a little bit more on Instagram lately uh, search for, uh, on Instagram. I am Rico R I C O underscore D. Yeah. It's a little, it's not Trekkie or it's not Treks and sci-fi. It's just, it's just sort of my name. Although my name is of course, Rick, but, uh, I use Rico for the show anyway, R I C O underscore D on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, I'm trying to post a little bit more on that lately, uh, especially related to this project stuff I'm doing for the, the set and things. Okay. Uh, I hope everyone, for those in the U.S., are enjoying your long, pretty warm, uh, for most people, uh, Memorial Day weekend. We've been in, like, the upper 80s, mid-80s this weekend. Uh, it's pretty warm for Michigan this early in the summer. We we have a lot of hot, uh, Memorial Day weekends that are only, like, 60 degrees and rainy. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm sure most of the country, I think, is pretty warm. But uh, it is summer, or almost summer, I should say. So, um, again, uh, I'll do another show next week. I'm not sure what subject yet, but I'll come up with something, I'm sure. And then in two weeks, there'll be no show because of the the wedding uh, for my son. And then I'll be back uh, a week after that with some stuff. But you can always check out the schedule. It's over at the trexandsci-fi.com forum. And uh, I should probably try to make a point of posting that schedule, upcoming schedule on the Facebook group as well. Maybe get people to start sending in more comments like the old days about things before. uh And you guys are always welcome to send things post- uh, show, you know, send me your thoughts on X-Men Apocalypse or, or this episode on the Omega Glory or whatever. You can always email comments, uh, audio, or even written ones to treksf at gmail.com. So without any further ado, I'm out of here going to try to, uh, cook some hamburgers on the grill tonight for Memorial Day, which seems appropriate. And, uh, so off I go. And thanks for listening as always. Bye-bye.